Episode 25 starts now. Welcome to ShareMo EDU. We are a team of two Missouri lead learners sharing stories across the state and beyond through the lens of education. I'm Dr. Renee Hawkins, elementary principal at Maple Elementary School in Smithville, Missouri. And I'm Dr. Eric Carlin, elementary assistant principal at Maple Elementary School in Smithville, Missouri. This week's guest is the proud elementary principal from Illinois, a new father and a fellow podcaster. Eric and I are lucky to have connected with John Wazak on Twitter and consider him an important part of our professional learning network. John is passionate about education and committed to doing what is best for students. Welcome, John. We look forward to learning more about your passions for education today. Good morning, guys. And uh, I just want to say thank you for having me on here. I'm very excited. It's my first time as a guest on a <laughs> podcast. And as you mentioned, I do have my own podcast, so it's very different being on this side of it. Uh, I'm very excited, a little nervous, but um, thank you very much for that wonderful introduction. Uh, I'm excited about being here. You'll great. do great. All right. <laughs> well, John, help us get to know uh, you a little bit more and just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, all right. So whenever I tell my story about education, I always go back to the beginning. I was not one of those people that grew up saying, I'm going to be a teacher. Um, I actually wanted to be a psychologist. I was very interested in just like learning, learning how humans work and especially that research side of it. So then I went, to, went along to school and I realized that I did not like it. <laughs> um, I actually did end up getting my bachelor's degree in psychology. But the best thing that I ever did was I started working at this thing called the InTouch Crisis Hotline at the university I went through, which gave me some real world experience. And it gave me the real world experience also to know that that's not what I wanted to do. So I was kind of at a crossroads where I graduated. And from there, I was just doing some things to kind of figure out what I would do next. And I ended up being an, a teacher's assistant or a teacher's aide in a special education classroom working with students with autism. And I was just so intrigued by this. And during my plan times, I would go observe teachers and, you know, I, I would ask them, hey, is it okay if I come in your classroom and help you out? And nobody's going to say no to that. So I, I was just, it, it was literally with about two, three weeks after that, I said, this is what I'm going to do. So I went to um, a university. I was having an open house, joined a cohort, and that was that. And then after that, it was one of those things that I was like, okay, I love being a teacher, but I'm never going to be an administrator. <laughs> and then about three years after that, somebody in my class said, hey, would you like to join a cohort with me as she was going through her program? And I, and I thought about it. I said, you know, that is pretty intriguing because I love the teaching aspect, but I love all the different aspects of education. So um, I went into that and uh, graduated. And two years after, got my first administration position. My first admin position was actually um, it was a full-time AP and a full-time fifth-grade teaching position. So that taught me a, a lot about time management. Um, and that's kind of where I am now in terms of professionally. Um, other than that, uh, my wife's a teacher, so we have a lot of really good um, educational conversations. I do have a new little guy, a six-month-old. He actually is turning six months old in two days. So that's uh, an awesome experience, too. And it really actually uh, puts a lot of that educational stuff in perspective, having uh, – a little guy now, even though he is not school aged, yeah. he really does kind of uh, put a lot of that in perspective. And um, other than that, you know, I'm a big sports fan. Uh, that's kind of what I do in my uh, spare time. Love reading. Um, educational books is actually, you know, a passion of mine as well. And um, that's pretty much me in a nutshell, I guess. All right. Um, John, what is your hashtag for education and how do you honor these words? I would say hashtag every student every day. 
And I honor that by just, hey, remembering, you know, the hard part for me now being in this new position is obviously I'm not in a classroom with those students every single day. And somebody, you know, I've heard a lot of actually people say the hard part about administration is you're, you don't have that connection with students. But I, I respectfully disagree with that. I think if we really make it a point to be out and about with our students that we really can forge that connection. It's a little bit different. You know, we don't have our class of 25 and our class now turns into about 455. So it's hard to make that exact connection every single day. But I, I think what's important for me is to, hey, during drop off, where am I gonna be? I'm gonna be out there with the students, greeting them every single morning. Um, pick up, I'm gonna be out there greeting every single morning, uh, greeting parents, things like that. Knowing people by their first names. I think that first name thing is so incredibly important. So um, every student every day is just really knowing that, hey, I have 455 students in my building. I'm gonna do everything I can to make sure I know all of them. It's very easy, um, even as a classroom teacher, it's very easy to get to know, you know those handfuls that are gonna be uh, very open and outgoing, but you know those ones that are a little tougher to crack. I, for example, was you know very shy and introverted when I was an elementary school student. So it makes me think, hey, I want to make sure that I know those students just as well as all the other ones. Um, on top of that, you know, just talking to teachers and making sure that we're all mindful of that, making sure that we make sure that we're valuing every single student. So then also with that hashtag, even though it's every student every day, I think it's important for us as administrators to also make sure that we're doing the same thing for our staff members. Make sure that we're connecting with all of them frequently, making sure that we're making time for every single one of them. I think that's pretty important too, making sure we're really expecting um, that individual aspect of our positions. It really sets the tone for the building too. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, like I said, it's it's like clockwork. I don't make meetings during 820 because you know that's drop off time. That's time that we're all out there. We're greeting those students. And I mean, there's nothing that gets me like in a great mood in the morning other or more than seeing those kids running into school with a smile on their face. It's just, I mean, that's that's it right there. I, I don't drink coffee. That's what gets me going in the morning. <laughs> seeing those kids running in with like smiles on their face. I'm like, man, you're running into school with a smile on your face. I'm loving that. I'm loving, it. I'm loving it. That's great. That's great. Um, you mentioned that you love reading educational books. Uh, share a message from a book that you've read recently that is uh, will cause our listeners to take action. Oh, wow. Gosh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I have, uh, I have my, my book list. I'm about halfway through right now um, for this summer. Um, I, I, I don't know if there's a specific message, but let me just go back all the way to the beginning. So um, I really shifted myself as an educator when I read Kids Deserve It. Kids Deserve It was the changer for me. And I, I think the real just message from that is just, you know, that kids deserve our best every single day. That, you know, we're in, we're in a profession for them. That, you know, we can do our status quo. You know, we can look at our job description and do that. But if we really, really, really want to take our jobs and excel at it, then, you know, we have to make sure that we're doing everything with our kids in mind. So, you know, just by the judging, uh, just by the name of the book, you know, kids deserve it. Really, that it comes down to is just they deserve our very best. And, you know, it's our job. It's our opportunity. It's 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 our right to bring it for them every single day. So um, many books to choose from. But like I said, that's the that's kind of one that got me started. That's the one that really made me say, hey, you know what? I want to make sure that I'm my best right here. And that really just changed a lot of my mindsets with education. I think about Adam Welcome saying, we get to do this every day. We get to come to school every day. It's our privilege. Seriously. I mean, like, I don't think, I think it's very important for us to like, just sit back and remember, hey, you know what? We have such an incredible opportunity, such an important opportunity. We have parents that trust us to help raise their kids with them. 
Right. I, I just had a new a new parent email me uh, last week that she's having two students transfer in our school. And I said, yeah, yeah, come on over, you know, let's meet, you know, let's, let's meet before the year starts. Tell me about your kids, you know, show me around. And she was taking back. She's like, you know, you want, you're asking about them. And I said, yeah, you know, what are they like? What are their interests? You know, um, not just an academic thing, you know, you're part of our family now. I, you know, I said the same thing to her and her husband, you're part of our school family now. So, um, you know, how great is that? You know, this people business that we're in, it's, it's, you know, it, it's cliche, but, you know, we're making such a difference. And, you know, we can never, ever, ever take that lightly. Great message. Okay, John, reflect on these statements. Right now, one thing that is going well for me is, and I want to grow by... I, I think part of them are... The, actually, I'm going to answer them as the same thing. Okay. Um, building relationships. I think that's something that I value. I think that's something that I do well, being mindful of all the students in the building and all the staff members in the building. But I still think that I could be a little bit better about that. I was talking to, actually, it was in our uh, Wonder Crew Vox, I think. Uh, Brandy Miller shared, you know, relationships. In order to have a real relationship with somebody, you have to have three to five things in common with them. And I said, wow, that's that's a lot more of an expectation on a relationship than I really thought. You know, I, you know, sometimes you think a relationship is, you know, you know somebody, maybe, maybe you know their name, you say hi to them, but is that really that relationship? I feel like sometimes we go on the other extreme saying, you know, I have to know everything about them, but that's not the case either. But really taking an interest in that person, um, if it's a teacher, not just professionally, but personally, if it's a student, not just academically, but personally also. So I really want to kind of grow into that like definition of relationships and really get to know people on like a deeper level. I think I can take it a little bit deeper on that. Great goal. We're doing uh, one of my summer tasks here is uh, updating like um, bios for staff. And it's so interesting how different like someone's hobbies versus another person and their favorite foods or favorite songs. <laughs> and it's just um, it's kind of a, a backdoor way to get to know people. But um, it's so cool to dive into that. And, and that's such an important piece. Yeah. And I think I think the other thing that um, kind of what you're saying there is you know, how we're all so different, but at the same time, even when we're different, that can still be something that we have in common, I think. You right. know, um, I, for example, I don't like country music, <laughs> you know, um, but so many people do. And, and I think like being mindful of that, and then I'll hear something about, you know, a concert or something like that, you know, so it's, I don't really have an interest in it, but I kind of have an interest in it because of you. So I think that's a pretty important, you know, two-way street. Or, you know, me, I'm really big into sports. So somebody that's not necessarily big into sports, but here's something, you know, that's kind of an opening for us to talk about that too. So I think um, I think so many times we think of, uh, you know, we have to have those exact things that we both like, and that's how we're going to build that friendship. I mean, that's not really the case at all. I have a lot of friends who, you know, we don't have the exact same interests, but, you know, we have a lot of, uh, we have some other interests or you know, just, um, just an interest in maybe education and just people persons. Right. Okay. What three words would you use to describe the person who has made the greatest impact on your life? And why do those words come to mind? Persistent, passionate, and caring. And um, I'm going to start with that caring one that just, you know, we, you know, with, with, with interactions that we have with everybody, we have a choice to make, you know, um, there was an amazing uh, blog that somebody had recently and it was the difference between nice and kind and it was just you know nice is that really base level but being kind is like going out of your way to do something um 
you know, picking up that phone or picking up uh, your email and saying, hey, just wanted to say I really appreciate you as a person. I really appreciate what you did in this, that. Um, so I think that caring, that kind piece right there is just important because we have this opportunity to make such a difference, not even just, you know, necessarily students, but just people in our lives, you know, just to show them that um, they're important. How great is it when somebody just reaches out to you for no reason whatsoever and just thanks you for something you did? Like, that is just like a great feeling. Um, and then persistence. Um, you know, I remember when I was younger, when I was in school, I reflect on, you know, my schooling a lot. And I was that kind of student that was scared to fail. I was that kind of uh, student that, you know, I wanted to pass. I wanted to please everybody. I wanted to make sure I was perfect the first time. Um, and that was hard. You know, that, that was kind of a hard thing to do because, you know, I remember that first C on my report card, for example, I was a wreck, you know, but that persistence, you know, that, that understanding that we're not the same person or I'm sorry, we don't have to be the same person we are now, you know, next year, you know, I just finished my first year as administrator. I cannot wait to go back and like really think about the things that I did last year. And I want to like improve on those. But at the same time, you know what, in five years, I'm really excited about what I'm going to be in five years, because I do honestly believe that taking reflection for myself, reflection for people around me, and in five years, I'm going to be five years better, you know, so that persistence, that um, determination, I always just want to be better at whatever I'm doing. I think that's like one of the key things as well. So really thinking about that person, uh, thinking about that educational model, um, that's the kind of person I'd want to live up to for those three reasons. Okay, you've already mentioned this, but you may have another one or you may want to talk about the same thing. What's been a game-changing moment for you in the field of education? Oh, wow. So I'm gonna reflect on um, that relationship piece. When I was, um, I was, I was in my third year of school, uh, teaching, and I thought I had really good relationships with my students. I thought I had really good management with my students in the classroom. And I had this one student, it was the beginning of the year, and um, an elementary teacher emailed me, and I did not know her. And she said, you know, I think you'd be a great fit for this student. And I, I took that as such a compliment, yet I don't really know you that well, but you're thinking I'm going to be a great fit for this student. So I do appreciate that. And I didn't really want to know a lot of information, but this student, suffice it to say, just had a lot of behavioral issues. As an elementary student, I think he had about 75 detentions the year before. So I'm like, wow, there's got to be something here. But I didn't really want to know too much because I wanted to come up with kind of an open mind. So I just had that preface. And he comes in and it was sixth grade and he's like four feet tall. <laughs> and he like looks up at me and he looks up in my face and he says, Mr. Wozniak, I've been put in your classroom specially for you. And I said, wow, all right, okay, great. And he's like the model student, the model student, you know, raising his hand, he wants to help out. He's like doing this academically, he was awesome. So I'm like thinking, what is, you know, what was this all about? You know, I, I, I don't get it. And then one day um, I hear that, he, or I'm sorry, no, one day he comes to my classroom, I greet him, I said, hey. And he looks at me, he's like, yeah, whatever. And I said, okay, all right. You know, we all have tough days, that's fine he proceeds to get into a fight in another class later that day. And I'm, I'm the homeroom teacher, so I have to fill out all the paperwork. And over the next six weeks or so, he's getting detentions almost daily. Um, of course, you know, I, I'm his homeroom teacher. I'm talking to him. I say, you know, I expect more of you. I expect to see you. No, I don't like this. You know, this is not how you behave in my classroom. This is how you behave in my school, blah, 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 blah. And six weeks, nothing's changing. And it was a Friday. I remember it was a Friday and he was leaving my classroom. And I, and, you know, I was just in my head. I was thinking, you know, nothing's changing with this. I don't know what else to do. And I just go up to him and I don't even know why I did this. And I said, you know, is everything okay? 
And he looked at me, you know, you know, this quizzical look, what do you mean, you know? And I said, you know, is, is everything with you okay? And this time he looks at me like, yeah, and his voice cracked a little bit. You know, I just, and I just said, you know, if everything, if there's anything on your mind, you know, if everything's, if there's anything you want to talk about. And he just like breaks down. And it was like the, it was like the moment that I realized, you know, I can't believe that I had like this degree in psychology and I was not this great communicator. Like every conversation was me telling him. It was me preaching to him. And I never, ever once asked him, how are you? I never once asked him, is everything with you okay? And I remember it was a Friday and I just wanted to go home. <laughs> it was a long week and he stayed there and we talked for about two hours after school with just all of these things going on. I'm, I won't get into all the details, but I mean, the baggage that he was carrying, you know, I, 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 I can't believe the things that he was going through. So that was the biggest breakthrough moment for me just to really say relationships are more than just me being nice to my students and me or them being nice to me. Respect is not something that I can just tell a student to give me. That's not right at all. And, um, it, you know, it just really made me realize also that, you know, our students do have a lot of stuff that are coming to school with that, you know, just like us as adults, you know, you can have a rough day, but I'm going to tell you right now, the things that he was going through was rougher than any rough day I've ever been through. So really just kind of understanding that his behavior also was not meant about me. You know, I was taking it personally. And when students are misbehaving, you know, we can't take it personally. We have to understand why that's the cause. I really do um, believe that, you know, behavior is a form of communication. And when our students are misbehaving, you know, what are they communicating to us? And he was communicating, hey, I'm having a terrible time outside of school. And, you know, we can't, um, or me at that time, or our school at the time, cannot just be another stressor in his life. Um, so it was a really big breakthrough for that student, but it was also a really, really big breakthrough for me looking back on it. That's awesome. You have a great theme going here. Relationships. Oh, man. Self-reflection. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I try. And, and, and I mean, seriously, that moment is a moment that really does stick with me about um, that relationship piece. Um, yeah, you know, just a lot of things that, you know, and also like reflecting about us as uh, administrators now, you know, our staff comes to school with a lot of things, you know. Right. Um, are, can we be something that's, can we take away that being another stressor? Or can we be like um, an area, a resource for them? So. You know, um, I, I think a lot of the times my thoughts do kind of reflect back to my teaching, but at the same time, you know, really trying to implement that also as an administrator now too. Mm -hmm. Well, that leads into our next question. If your cup's not full, you cannot fill the cup of others. Cheers. <laughs> I know you're not a coffee guy now. We have ours. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have that in common, but. Uh, That's okay. <laughs> how do you uh, promote self-care either for yourself or then also kind of lead into like with your staff? How do you uh, keep things going and, and um, take care of yourself? Um, that's something that I am consistently or constantly working at. And it's something that, uh, especially with a new guy right now, it's not the easiest thing to do. <laughs> um, having, having a new guy and then uh, just finish up that first year of a principalship, it was very difficult to manage that. And, and at times I did not really uh, do well at that. So I think the biggest thing for me is always making sure that I'm uh, purposely trying to make time for myself. For example, right now, um, I'm uh, in Michigan with uh, my wife and some family. So I'm just really trying to be mindful of, hey, the phone can wait. You know, uh, my computer, 
after after we finish this, the computer is gonna go uh, being stored for a while. So I think um, for me, it's just really being purposeful about that, really making sure that. Um, and sometimes it really just comes down to even just scheduling. For me personally, my uh, my um, schedule on my phone is something that I live by, and if it's in there, I'm gonna do that. So if I like say, hey, between seven and nine, I'm gonna go home and just relax with my wife, and I'm gonna go grill dinner. Uh, that's something I'm going to do because it's in my phone. So I think also just um making sure that I, I pick out some passions that are non-work related and really just dive into them. Cause I didn't really think I had any, but I'm trying to work on that. So even just smaller things, like I really enjoy uh, grilling. So I'm just trying to be better about that. I'm not the best at it. Um, or even just things like, you know, we just moved into a house about two years ago. So um, learning how to kind of upkeep some of those things or uh, my neighbors have fantastic lawns. So I want to make, <laughs> I want to make mine look like theirs. <laughs> Uh, so even just things like that, just making sure that, you know, there are things on the to-do list that are not just work-related. Um, you know, if it's like, hey, mow the lawn, I'm like, hey, that sounds like fun because I want it to make, I want it to look really nice like uh, the people around me. So I think that, I think that self-care just really is for me, per, uh, me being purposeful about it, being mindful and saying, you know, I love, love my job. I love the people I work with. I love the students there. And I love picking up a good educational book and reading it. And but when I do that, you know, it's not just reading the book. It's my mind's going to be going too, and I'm going to be writing things down. So, you know, it's not really off, off. So really just kind of being mindful about, hey, what are some things that I can do to really turn that um, work mind off and really work on that? I don't want to use the word balance necessarily because, quite frankly, it's not going to be an even balance with uh, work and non-work related things, but really just making sure that I'm making time for uh, myself as well as for my family because I know that, you know, when we get through the course of that school year, hey, you have a you have a school dance on this day and you have a PTO meeting this day and there's some late nights. So, you know, just really being mindful of that time that I can spend outside of there or with other aspects of my life, making sure that I'm making the best of that. Awesome. Speaking Eric's language, grilling. Grilling. You know, the secret I found, because we now have like a lawn uh, service to try and help and I came back from vacation and it had been like 104 all week or just crazy. So the line, the, the lawn's fried. And of course, my neighbor's as green as can be. And it's like, you just got to retire. That's that's my, <laughs> my solution to the lawn problem. But the growing is uh, always open for season. So. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that in common. that's the other thing. Um, You know, my wife looks at summertime as grilling season. I'm like, no, I, I'll pull it out in uh, December. That's fine with me. Um, I haven't, I don't want to take the plunge into having somebody hired to help me with the lawn. I kind of want to like do it on my own, but I think I'm just going to have to maybe, uh, just to like get it going or something. Or maybe even some tips. I'm not sure because, uh, you know, it's a little bit, it's a little bit more intricate than just mowing and watering. I found that. <laughs> so. Okay, John, we've come to the moment in this interview. Actually, I'm ahead of myself. This okay. month, we are promoting hashtag find your jam July. What's your jam and how do you empower yourself to grow in this area? Oh man, um, educational related or non or either one? However you want to go. Oh man, what's my jam, huh? Um, I'm just gonna say education. I mean, uh, like really, it it really comes down to um, I just love education. I love all the aspects of it, and that's kind of why I wanted to go into that administrative uh, part of it because you know um, I love you know teaching, but that relationship piece, celebrating our students, celebrating our staff, just everything that comes in education. And I think for me growing, uh, one of the biggest breakthroughs that I had when I was a teacher was understanding that education does change. 
and we have to change along with it. Educate is not this fixed thing. And you know, we've heard it before and before. Um, I'm sure that we've all heard it. You know, you don't see a surgeon doing surgery like they did in the 1950s. You know, you don't see this and that. I'm not, I mean, education doesn't change like that because we're still in the, you know, people business. But, you know, a lot of things with education are changing. So for me, continuing growing with that is I, I, I do reach out and um, I connect with a lot of people on Voxer and Twitter. Those are incredible resources for me to help grow. That's um, why I'm here. I've connected with you guys. Um, I just got back from the National Principals Conference last week. And wow, that was just an incredible time. Just an incredible time. It's funny because uh, I sometimes think that, um, especially friends of mine that are not educational, they don't really get it. <laughs> they don't really get how you can really enjoy your job. I was telling them, man, I have a conference on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And they're like, oh, I'm like, no, you don't understand. I cannot wait for this conference. Like, it was just fantastic. Uh, just connecting with a lot of people. So for me, it's just um, connecting with new people, reading, just keeping up on everything. Like I said, um, I love reading. But when I say that, I'm, I'm saying I love reading educational stuff or, you know, blogs or things like that. Um, so just finding all those different resources because there's so many at our fingertips and just continuing to learn and evolve with education as it does change. Awesome. Okay, we've come to the moment in this interview where it's time to share your fast five. All right. We're going to fire five questions at you and we want you to answer with the first thought that comes to mind. All right, let's do it. All right, here we go. Renee, fire away. What was your best subject in school? Mathematics. <laughs> Would you rather be transported permanently 500 years into the future or 500 years into the past? The past. The past. I, I, uh, I don't know. I, history has always been so interesting to me. So um, I'd say 500 years in the past, but I would want it to be specifically like where I am right now <laughs> or like in <laughs> Chicago. I, I, I'm just like so intrigued by like uh, the history of Chicago and you go back 500 years and it's obviously very different. I don't even know if it was settled yet. My history is not as good as it should be, but I would say the past. I'd say the past. All right. What do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, man, a baseball player. That's what I always wanted to be when I grew up, uh, the center fielder for the Chicago Cubs. It unfortunately didn't happen when I get to high school and they said, you're not really good enough for the high school team. I kind of came to the realization that I wasn't good enough for the Cubs, but uh, that dream will still live. That dream still lives. <laughs> uh, what's the best gift to give an educator? Time. You know, time is invaluable. Um Time is invaluable. Um, and, you know, I don't, I'm not saying in a bad way, but when somebody says, you know, John, I know you have a lot to do, that's okay. You can put those things down. For an educator, for a student, time is the best gift I can give anybody, I think. Give a shout out to one person you want to tune into this episode. Oh, all right. The king of kindness, Roman Nowak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't talked to him in a while. Um, I feel like I've been, uh, once school gets out, kind of out of the loop, but, um, I know that he's part of our. Uh, I know he's part of our PLN. So the King of Kindness. There, I'm going to give him a shout out. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, John. We've uh, really enjoyed getting to uh, see what drives you to take action, education, that relationship piece, and just all the great things you're doing. Uh, do you have any closing statements or any last things you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, just again, kind of want to say thank you for you guys. Uh, it's been fun being on here. It's been fun. It's been a pleasure. I was honored to uh, be asked, and really just. Um, really just kind of go back to something I said earlier, like really, really, really reflect with yourself about just how important your job is in education. I don't care if you're an administrator. I don't care if you're a, I don't care if you're going into teaching. I don't care if you're a teacher now or an aide or a custodian. I mean, your job as part of that school is very important. 
you are honestly just doing work that you're not going to understand how important it is right now. But like, seriously, if we sit back and reflect and say, you know, our students now are, are the future. They're the ones that are going to be doing the important things in years, years from now. And I want to just play a part in that. Um, there, that's, it's, we, we really do have the most important job. I really do believe that. And um, it's an honor to be part of that. It's an honor to be part of that. Whether, uh, whatever your position is, just remember, hey, it's an honor to have parents trust us in raising their children to be the best people that they can be. So never, ever forget just how important that can be. Great. Awesome. It was great having you on here. It was great being here, guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Enjoy the end of your vacation. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Bye.